Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is February 17th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. Yesterday we talked about how the Savior is offering up a higher law. He's offering us a celestial law rather than the law of the natural man or the telestial law or the law of Moses, which was a terrestrial law. The Savior here is teaching us a higher and a holier way to live. I do think it's important, though, as we strive to live this higher law, that we remember that we don't have to live this law all on our own, that we don't just grit our teeth and just through sheer willpower start obeying a celestial law in a perfect way. That is not a realistic possibility. Here in the Sermon on the Mount, the Savior gives us so many things that we can do to better follow him, so many attributes that we need to develop to be more like him. And I think it can be easy to read Matthew chapter 5 and get overwhelmed with the things that we need to do and change and become. But there are two things that we need to remember. First of all, change happens one attribute at a time. When we try to eat the whole elephant in one bite, rarely are we successful. But as we approach Christ-like attributes one at a time, as we focus on one thing at a time, we're better able to change and to develop these attributes. But more importantly than that, it's important that we remember that we were never meant to make change and to become better and holier all on our own. The Savior's atonement isn't just for the forgiveness of sin. The Savior's atonement is to enable us to be stronger and better than we could ever be without him. As we seek to obtain Christ-like attributes, it is essential that we call upon the atonement of Jesus Christ to strengthen us and to make us more. So yesterday we talked about the idea of anger, how the Savior said, it's not just enough not to kill Let's not even get angry. Let's not even let our emotions or our attitudes or our dispositions approach a place where we might act out in sin. Again, that higher law that he's trying to teach. But he's going to go on and he's going to teach us something else that is absolutely amazing, something beautiful. This is a principle that I recognized several years ago here in the Sermon on the Mount that I've been trying to implement, and it's kind of hard, but I can testify that it makes a difference. Now, before we jump into these scriptures, I want to ask you a question. How do you prepare for the sacrament each Sunday? What are the things that you do during the week that help you prepare for that ordinance? What are the things that you do on Sunday to help you prepare to renew your covenants with your Father in heaven? Sometimes our prayers and our scripture studies are preparation for the sacrament. Our repentance, our daily repentance, is a preparation for the sacrament. Striving to always remember the Savior is a preparation for the sacrament. On Sunday mornings, I used to be a lot better at preparing for the sacrament, but then our church time changed to nine o'clock. (laughs) and I've got two little kids that I'm getting ready for church all on my own, that makes it a lot harder. There is less preparation and more getting upset on Sunday mornings than preparation, unfortunately. I need to make some changes so that I can better prepare myself for the sacrament. But keep that in mind as we talk about this next principle. Keep in mind, how do you prepare yourself to approach the 
sacramental altar each Sunday. So here, coming off teaching us about how we should avoid even getting angry, listen to what the Savior teaches. This starts in verse 23. He says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now, I absolutely love this principle, and it teaches us about an important preparation for the sacrament. Here, he's teaching about the Mosaic law. In the Mosaic law, they would literally go to an altar and they would bring a sacrifice to the altar so that they could receive that remission of sin. But my friends, what is our altar today? Remember in 3 Nephi chapter 9, the Savior says that he won't accept anymore the blood sacrifice. So how then do we receive a remission of sin? What altar do we approach? Well, it's the sacramental altar. And here the Savior says, as you approach that sacramental altar with your gift, that gift of the broken heart and the contrite spirit, the repentant heart, as we approach the sacramental altar with that gift, we need to ask ourselves first if any of our brethren have aught against us, or if we are in disagreement or fight, or if there's anger between us and someone else. I think it's interesting that specifically it says that thy brother hath ought against thee. It doesn't say, are you mad at someone? It said, could anyone possibly be mad at you? So we're not just forced to think about our own feelings towards other people. We're forced to think about actions that we've taken towards other people. Could anything that we have said or done have hurt someone this past week? That is a difficult thing to do. And even more difficult as the Savior teaches us, before you go and before you offer these gifts for repentance on the altar of God, first approach your fellow man. Make sure you are in a good place with them. Marky Peterson once said, With this in mind, can we assume that our worship is acceptable to God if we have ill feelings towards others or if we have dealt unfairly with anyone? Sometimes I have wondered if leaving our gift at the altar while seeking this reconciliation could refer to the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Can we partake of those holy emblems with a clear conscience if we have done injustice to another person? So why is it so important? My friends, it's because that sacrament meeting is the most sacred and holy meeting that we have in the church. In the Mosaic law, the day that people would approach the altar and offer their sacrifices there was the most holy day for those people. It was the chance that they had to be reconciled with God and to come closer to him. Do we look at our sacrament meetings in that same way? Do we see it with that kind of holiness and that kind of reverence? Elder Holland once said, perhaps we don't always attach that kind of meaning to our weekly sacrament service. How sacred and how holy is it? Do we see it as our own personal Passover, remembrance of our safety and deliverance and redemption? My friends, it's in that meeting, that sacred, holy meeting, that we have a chance to approach God and to come closer to him. If we approach the sacrament and something's not right in our heart, then we have hindered the Holy Ghost from doing its job. We've bound the Holy Ghost from doing what it is meant to do in our lives and for our spirits. And that is 
to sanctify us and to make us clean. My friends, our preparation for the sacrament allows the Holy Ghost to cleanse us and to make us new and whole. That is why it is so important to do everything in our power, everything that we're asked as we approach the sacrament altar. Elder Bednar once said, By the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost as our constant companion, we can always retain a remission of our sins. Hence, as we are born again and strive to always have his spirit to be with us, the Holy Ghost sanctifies and refines our soul as if by fire. Ultimately, we are to stand spotless before God. It is in that meeting, it's in that moment, it's at that altar that we have the opportunity to be sanctified by the Spirit. But only if we've paid the price to experience it. Only if we've done the work to experience it. Oftentimes we don't think of preparation for the sacrament as work. Sometimes we don't think of repentance as work. But my friends, often it will be difficult. Often it will be uncomfortable. But always it will be worth it as we have the opportunity to approach our Father in heaven and feel of his approval and his love through the sanctifying power of the Spirit in that sacred and holy space. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.